Good morning, Uncivilized family. This is Trevor Bohm, and welcome to the Uncivilized Podcast. This morning, I'm going raw, unedited, no intro, no outro, no cleaning up of the like lip smacks and the coffee drinks and all the things. So I just want to chat about the year, the year coming up, and some frames through which you guys can look at the year and perhaps set it up to be super, super powerful. I'm going to take a sip of my unsponsored, still hopefully not for too long coffee and dive right in. At the end of this year, the guys in the six and I did this very interesting exercise that uh, Andrew Fraser gave us in which we wrote down all of the facts of this past year. So just all the things that happened, right? Like I moved into a house, I bought a new car, I started a book tour and ended said book tour in March. And we did that and we had we each got to say, you know, 50, 60 things that were pertinent out loud and then we burned it. We burned it in front of each other. We gave witness to the fact that this this past year happened. We made mistakes, we had celebrations, good things happened, hard things happened, fun things happened, amazing things happened. And yet we wanted to start the year on a clean slate. So it was an amazing exercise. I'm really appreciative that Andrew brought it to us because it felt like we got to just say, hey, this really happened and I'm now moving forward from it. As opposed to this really happened and I'm still carrying it with me. I'm still upset about X. I'm still you know, confused about Y. It was just a really clean starting point. So if you haven't done something like that, it's still perfectly pertinent to do it now, to do it tonight, to do it whatever day you're listening to this, and just to put some closure on 2020. 2020, I don't have to dive into it, is dive into it too heavily, but was a really hard year for most people. And despite those, there's a few of us I know who had an amazing year business-wise. This was my best business year on record. But yet personally, this was challenging. Right? It wasn't easy to stay home for a couple of weeks. It wasn't easy to have people that I know get sick. It wasn't easy to watch friends lose businesses. And just to watch the country go through a uh, George Floyd incident, the, the election, like the unbelievable amount of social reorganization and fuckery that took place was extraordinary. So let's just put a, a cap on that. Let's put a period at the end of that sentence, take a deep breath. And without doing the, yay, everything's going to be amazing now that it's January bypass, start the year powerfully. So the next point, for those of you who have followed me for any amount of time, know that I took an exercise from my coach, Kimberly Weil, about naming your year. And I have all the guys in the nation name their year. I have my friends name their year. Anyone in my, in my private clients, anyone in my circle, I ask them to name their year. One sec, more coffee. And so if you haven't done this, this is literally one of the most powerful exercises that I know. Last year, I named my year the year of the heart space uprising. I was in Costa Rica at the time. I wanted to get out of my head. I wanted to move the hearts of men. I felt like we needed an uprising in the souls of men. Little did I know we'd have a virus, but that's what I named my year. 
And it was the lens through which I made every decision. It was the lens through which I got to sit back and when I had a tough decision and say, will this inspire my heart? Will this inspire my heart? Is what I'm about to say going to punch men in the heart? Is it going to wake us the fuck up to the reality that exists around us? The year before that was the year the levy breaks. It was the year I wanted my business, I wanted the uncivilized movement to actually get out in the world. Do you see how much more powerful it is to have names to years like that rather than this is the year, you know, I lose 15 pounds and I make an extra 10 grand and, and maybe I meet that girl, right? And that kind of shit just falls away in January. But in November of this year, I was looking through the lens of the heart space uprising. In October, the heart space uprising. In July, heart space uprising. And so this year, I've named my year the year of the legend. And trust me, folks, when I tell you I sat on that for like two months, and I had all of these different ideas and all of these different iterations and completely different um, sentences, but yet that's the one that just kept coming back up. At the end of the year, I want to look back on this year and go, wow, that was the year the legend of the uncivilized movement was born. That it went from a small Instagram following and some private clients to this thing called the nation to which, holy shit, now the nation is up to about 175 men. To where now we have, as of this morning, nine separate uncivilized men's groups all over the world and about 25 more ready to go. And so I wanted to look through the year and say, or look through the lens of that, of the legend and say, what's required of me to really make this a legendary year? And what's required of me is 100% commitment to the full expression of my soul. And that is a fucking mouthful of a sentence if you think about it. 100% commitment to the full expression of my soul. That is so much different than I want to double the size of the nation. I want to buy, you know, a house. I want to start a family. I want to whatever, whatever. I want full expression of my soul and I'm committed to that. And I believe that that is the root. That is the foundation of, of 99.9% of the work I'm going to be doing publicly this year about still speaking to men, about still organizing men, about still teaching people about men, about still speaking to people about mindset, about choice, about permission, about the power that they have, about being unapologetic about who they entered this world as and returning to that state that they were in before parents, religion, society, culture, the civilized world told them, told you who you were supposed to be and how you were supposed to act. So think about this with the naming of your year. Here are two pieces that I think are the, the most important and they are clarity and they are permission. Two pieces that are most important when framing a year and when framing smaller chunk decisions, because as most of you know, especially with COVID, I break my life now into six-week chunks, but I need clarity. What am I here for? 
Why am I in this business? Why am I in this relationship? Why am I in this mastermind group? Why do I have this podcast? What's, why am I here? What message am I trying to get across? What am I here to give? What am I here to receive? Who am I here to speak to? Right, a really great, why the fuck are you here? For those of you that have worked with me in the past, you know I like to break that down into a purpose statement and a building statement. Purpose statement is bigger and broader. I'm here to shift the collective consciousness of the planet. Building statement is smaller. My mission, what I'm building, is a movement of a million men who express their masculinity through the primal and the divine. So why are you here? Spend, this is important stuff. People, people like jam on this in the car while eating a bagel on the way to work. Don't do that. Journal about it. Meditate about it. Think about it. Ask people. Talk to people. Touch your soul. Ask yourself, what did you want to be when you were young? What would you be if suddenly you just woke up with $50 million in your bank account? What would you do with the world? What would you do for the world? How would you serve? Why are you here? And then permission. When I ran the guys in the nation through a year building or year naming workshop two weeks ago, the most powerful part of it was putting them in small groups and saying, what permission do you need to give yourself? Do you need to give yourself permission to forgive and let go, to release shame, to release guilt? Do you need to give yourself permission to fuck up, to be messy, to make mistakes, to be weird, to own your eccentricities, to own the fact that like, wow, I'm really weird. I like X, Y, and Z. Do you need to give yourself permission to fail? Do you need to give yourself permission to try five times and have none of those five work out? Do you need to give yourself permission to succeed? Do you need to give yourself permission to bridge the gap between your soul's deepest desires and the strategies of your wounds that keep you small, that keep you safe, in quotes, and that keep you stuck? We had them say the permission that they needed. And then had two men in their group give them that permission verbally. Say, John, I give you permission to write the fuck out of that book and have no one read it. I give you permission to write the fuck out of that book and have it be a New York Times bestseller. I give you permission to leave your job and start something new. I give you permission to leave your job and wander for a year. I have a client that messaged me that this morning saying, hey, Turning in my notice today. It's a year off. I don't know what I'm going to do. It may be van life. It may just be gardening. I thought, good for you. Amazing. Good for you. Because that is what her soul needs right now. She has the money. She's got like, I know all the stuff that comes with that, that decision. 
But how many of us have the money, have the ability, have the time, but simply don't have the permission? Because gosh, you're going to take a year off? What are you, lazy? Get a job. Do something with yourself. Be productive. Earn a living. Like all the weird societal shit that crashes down on someone who makes a decision to do something out of the box. So what permission do you need to give you to be unapologetic, to be uncensored, to be unabashed, to be fully expressed? For your soul to talk to your heart, your heart to talk to your brain, and both of which to talk to your mouth and have you actually utter the words, I'm here to X. And God damn it, I'm going to spend my time doing Y. Lastly, in our group in the six, my, my men's group here in Denver, one of the guys was asking, what do you think is going to happen next year? What, what's what's going to come of this? Where Where is it going to go? What are we going to do about COVID? Or what, what's the world going to look like? And, and how many of us haven't spent hours and hours and hours chewing on that question? Pontificating on what the future may bring with vaccines, with travel, with nonsense, with the election, with, with the government. And one of the guys in our group replied, that's not an interesting question to me, which is one of my favorite replies. A more interesting question to me is, what do you want next year to look like? What do you want to come out of this? How do you want to see the world? Because we are in this massive transition where leaders are emerging, where ideas are taking root that didn't have, have footing else at another time. What do you want the world to look like? What do you want your world to look like? How do you want to shift the three closest people to you, the 50 square feet around you? And more importantly, how do you want to shift what's going on in your heart? What do you want to believe in? What do you want to feed your soul? What do you want to feed the wolf inside of you that has faith? What books do you want to read? What talks do you want to listen to? What do you want to create? What art do you want to bring into the world? And he stopped and he looked at all of us, just four of us huddled in blankets in a garage and said, we right here, we men have the ability to shift what the world looks like. And I'm saying this to all of you, men and women, or people who are picking and choosing. You have the ability to shift the world. You have the ability to shift your world. You have the ability to ask a really interesting question, which is how do I want to see things six months from now, nine months from now, a year from now? How do I want to see things in my family? How do I want to see things in my body? How do I want to see things in the collective health of my five closest people? How do I want to shift my little piece of the pie? That to me is a far more interesting question than what's the government gonna do? What's this group of people gonna do? How's this gonna play out? 
because that lets us control what we can control. It's 2021, guys. We are still dealing with 99% of the fuckery of last year. It didn't go away. And yet here we are almost a year wiser and saying, okay, a lot of the information doesn't match up. A lot of what we're hearing doesn't match what we're seeing. So let's stop looking at it and hoping that it's true and instead making our own truth. Let's get really, really clear why we're here, what we're supposed to do. Let's get really, really unapologetic. You a weirdo? I'm a fucking weirdo. Embrace your weirdoness this year. Embrace your unique, all of it, everything. Yep, unapologetically. Give yourself permission to fully express your soul. Give yourself permission to serve in big ways. Give yourself permission to rest if need be. Give yourself permission to have so much grace in the midst of this chaos. And then ask yourself, what do I want my world to look like? What do I want my health to look like? What do I want my body to look like? What idea has been swimming around in the back of my consciousness for years now that needs to come forward? How can I change my little world? Happy New Year, gang. Welcome to the year of the legend. Thank you for all of your support. This podcast went from an idea last year to a thing, right? I think as of this morning, I've got almost 80,000 unique downloads. It's crazy. So thank you for your support. Thank you for, for your support of the, of the uncivilized nation. I think we added 70 guys since October, which is massive. The conversations in there are incredible. The transformations are mind-boggling. And, and it is growing and growing. My, my friend, my good buddy, Jeremy Goldberg, as you guys know, long-distance love bombs, he and I have this mantra that he gave me a couple of years ago. It says, a year from now, you won't recognize your life. And that's what we're living for every day. And man, if I look back at the state of this business, this movement, this idea, what men were doing, the support we were getting, how many women were coming to be on or asking to be involved a year ago, a year ago today, I was in Costa Rica with a, a year book tour planned. And here I am in Evergreen, Colorado in a house with a movement, with traction ready to take this legend and smear it all over the world. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you. Go crush your fucking day.